0: What is up, everybody of Crypto 101, the good citizens of Crypt Nation. We got some good news for you today. Uh, today, we are launching a new series, a brand new series that we're calling the Founders Series. So it, it's, it's one of these things that we're going to be focusing on the people behind the products, uh, the behind the scenes magic, the things that make businesses and projects so wildly successful. You know, we're going to be focusing on getting to know today Patrick Dye and Jordan Earls of, of Quantum. And the goal is just basically to provide value to anybody, no matter what industry you're in. We meet with top founders in the space all the time. And we said, you know, let's make a show for them. So Patrick, Jordan, welcome to the inaugural Founder Series of Crypto
1: 101. Yeah, thank you. Right. Yeah,
0: Thank you for having us. Yeah, we, we are, uh, you know, personally big fans of the project and all the things that you guys are doing. So let's first start off with the, the origin story. How did you two meet? Yeah, uh, I
1: we meet online.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the uh, real way that we met was um, basically we had a mutual friend who uh, once um, like once operated a mining pool and he knew yeah. me from like some of my work in the community. And uh, basically introduced me to Patrick, like right whenever Quantum was starting to, uh, you know, be designed and be being built and everything.
0: And so, how did you guys decide that you were the right fit for one another? Had you guys met in person before? No, we uh, never,
1: we never no. <laughs> met in person. Yeah, I think we we met uh, we met like in uh, August or like September of 2016. Uh, at that time, yeah. we just. Uh, uh, had the idea of quantum. Uh, we want to build a smart contracts for Bitcoin, and uh, after we got the idea, we started started to look looking all the talented people. And uh, at that time, it's pretty early for crypto. Not uh, too many e- experienced uh, developer. I think uh, Earth have pretty very good reputation, uh, in all the like uh, development community. Uh, back to 2016. Uh, so we try to reach him and uh, i had a friend he uh who like uh, no no earth then i i think uh it's a pretty very good fit at that time uh, i think at the beginning earth have have some questions and i have uh have yeah.
3: some
1: <laughs> yeah maybe earth can tell you another uh, side of the story <laughs> yeah. yeah
4: yeah what was like the first uh interaction like when you
2: pitched him on this idea um so like i i literally remember like I was in the kitchen and the mutual friend, his name's Mike, by the way, he, uh, messaged me on, I think Twitter or something like that. And I was like, Hey, would you be interested in working on a, uh, a project like, a uh, you know, helping to get it started and everything. And the project is out of China and, uh, you know, it's people I really trust and whatnot. And, um, you know, at this point, we were, like, deep into, uh, like, the 2016 uh, crypto winter. Like, the whole space just seemed kind of dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I remember I told my wife, or I was helping Cook at the time, when I got the message, and you know, I was like, oh, I got some, some uh, request to look at some project. Uh, they're based out of China. I think they're probably a scam, but I'll talk to them anyway. <laughs> but, you know, then, like, I talked to Patrick and realized, like this is like the real deal. Like, you know, this isn't just a money grab or anything like that. Like actually trying to move the space forward in a new and unique direction. And, uh, you know, after like the first conversation with Patrick, I was pretty like convinced that like, this is like a good direction to be going. So, so Patrick, you
0: reached out, uh, to your buddy, Mike and said, I'm looking for the best developer in the space or what, you know, what were you looking for that you found in Jordan?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think at that time, we want to look for uh, some guy like a very, very experienced in crypto, uh, both like know Bitcoin very well and also kind of have the ability to learn quickly and learn fast and to know Ethereum very well. Uh, because what we want to build on quantum is like we want to move the smart contract, the, the whole idea on the Bitcoin network. So back to 2016, at that time, I think we do not really have... Uh, many de- good developer, and uh, we have like uh, very very few developers like who who can understand the both space of Bitcoin and Ethereum. So we want to find the best developer. So when I uh, when I talk to ours I think that's one of the uh that's that's the right co-founder and the C uh, kind of the CTO and the leader developer of the of the whole Quantum project.
4: Yeah. That's awesome. So, the two of you meet up. Uh, was there anyone else involved at in that early stage, or was it just the two of you guys?
1: Yeah, uh, at that time we uh, we still have uh, some other developer in China, and we also have another co-founder. Uh, he didn't join the the the, the crypto one zero one today. Uh, his name is er, uh, Neil. Yeah, Neil in Morocco. So uh, I meet Neil pretty early, and then we uh, we worked together uh, for a few months, and then we talked to ours, and then these three guys become the co-founder at the very beginning. Yeah,
4: that's that's awesome. Okay, so the three of you guys get together. What is your very first call like, Patrick? You say, "Okay, guys, I've got this idea. It's called Quantum. We want to put smart contracts on the Bitcoin network." Uh, yeah. What was their reactions, and then what did you guys do going forward, like? How did you actually get started?
1: Mm, I think we get uh, we, we have the ideas and we started a pitch to all uh, everyone. We started pitch to all the people we can find in China, in US, in Canada. Uh, we, we started pitch to all the crypto space. Uh, at that time in back to 2016, it's not really like today oh you, you talk to everyone, everyone can understand the idea. At that time most of the people think, oh yeah you, you, you want to doing something. Uh, can never be finished yeah kind of like no one uh wanted to build like a smart contracts for bitcoin uh even even vitalik posted something like oh the utx model is not very suitable uh, mm. for the smart contract layer so a lot of people started questioning us but we still find a few uh, believers uh, who think like uh, uh, the smart contract ability will make the bitcoin uh, protocol better so we pitched it to uh, at the time, we pitched it to the Wanshan Group in China. They are the main investor in crypto in China. And we pitched it to uh, Roger Ver uh, mm. and uh, 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 Sonny Diario. Uh, he was uh, one of the co-founders of Ethereum and also uh, Jeremy Garden, uh, the guy behind Orger and uh, some other people in the crypto space uh, very early.
2: Yeah. I remember like the first call kind of uh, being Patrick saying like basically proof of stake, Bitcoin, like you know, UTXO model, whatever, and smart contracts. Somehow combine them all, and at that point, there wasn't like a like set technical model for like how that could actually be built, how that would actually work. And I was thinking, like, you know, this is like a very tall order to combine all these things that you know they do exist (laughs) at that point in time, but they have never been put together basically you're like this sounds impossible what you're
0: asking uh, yeah. is impossible <laughs>
2: yeah. and, and for the first few months i had i had thoughts that maybe it was
0: <laughs> but so the model the model has changed or correct me if i'm wrong because the the original idea was smart contracts on bitcoin but now it's you, your own smart contract platform is that correct yeah
2: yes
1: yeah
0: what was the hiccup there what what made you guys realize that smart contracts on bitcoin it wasn't ready you think it ever will be ready as well?
2: Um, I mean, the block size is still one megabyte, so I don't think that uh, they're going to accept any kind of radical change in the near future, or maybe even the long-term future.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the initial idea is uh, to uh, be kind of like, uh, maybe work, working on some Bitcoin uh, improvement proposal, the BIPs, uh, to make Bitcoin better. But after, you know, the hard fork, uh, like uh, of uh, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, uh like uh, at that time we realized it's very very hard to add new features like uh, on the bitcoin network so then we decided like okay let, let's start our own like independent blockchain so that's the reason we have the quantum blockchain but at that time we also worried the 51 attack if we use the proof of proof of work consensus so we decided okay we need to do proof of stake so no one can attack the the blockchain Uh, So that's a reason we choose the consensus model uh, as the proof of stake and started uh, the the quantum blockchain. Yeah,
4: That's really wise. I mean, we see so many startup proof of work coins with their bright eyes and big hopes just get absolutely demolished uh, for really any reason. Um, Some people just don't want the competition. Others, you know, just do things for fun. But so it was very wise to uh, start off with proof of stake. And I really like the idea of, not reinventing the wheel over and over again, but rather taking the wheel someone made, taking the engine someone else made, and starting to put all these pieces together and see what you can actually build. I think that's how uh, technology really progresses. If we were all just still trying to, you know, figure out the best materials for processors instead of just using silicone, it'd be a huge waste of time.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if, if you look at even like Bitcoin with like Satoshi, You know, he didn't exactly invent any kind of new crazy cryptography stuff. Right. He basically just combined things that we've had since the 90s. Like it's kind of incredible.
4: Yeah. And look what we've gotten, you know, so far. Okay. So you've got the three of you as a co-founders, who are your first hires and why? Like what was the decision to make? Okay. We need to go out and find some guy. We've got three of us to believe in this vision, but we, this is so important. We need to find someone to pay them to do this job. Who was it and why did you decide that?
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I, I can share the story. Yeah, right. I, uh, uh, because I joined the industry pretty early, like, since 2012. Yeah. So at that time, I meet uh, pretty uh, a lot of people uh, in the crypto space. So it's almost uh, seven years for me right now. So uh, we mm-hmm. hired the first real developer, except uh, Jordan Earth. Uh, I think another guy. Uh, his name is uh, David Johnson. Yeah uh david he he live in sweden uh, so uh, the reason we hired him because earlier in in the early of 2017 like uh, i was pretty interested on in all the zero knowledge the zcash the zcash like uh, uh, the coin when the zcash coin released like we at that time we had a pretty big mining farm in china so we want to build some very good uh, like uh, zcash miner so we we try to uh, find find the developer, and then David is the only guy. Uh, he he made the Zcash miner uh, except the official one. So we think, oh, this is a pretty talented guy. Yeah. So we we try to hire him. Uh, uh, at the beginning, working for the Zcash miner, Zin, like I persuaded him, like, okay, maybe we have a we have a bigger project. The quantum is more meaningful than just making some small money. So Zin, he he joined us like uh, as a quantum main developer right now. Yeah awesome
0: I, I love that and so so
1: patrick does jordan manage
0: the developers or do you manage the developers
1: at the beginning i, I managed some of the developers but right uh, later like uh, jordan managed most of that yeah
2: yeah and uh, there's also a uh, manager in china that uh does the management of the developers there as well cuz yeah. you know it's hard to manage from across the world <laughs>
0: Hey, Jordan, how would you describe Patrick's management style?
2: Very hands on, I would say. Um, I mean, he's um, definitely trying to basically um, be a part and actually help, like with, you know, figuring out what direction things need to go, how exactly that can be broken up into things. The uh, biggest thing is just that that's like extremely time consuming. So he's, of course, had to. If things have gotten busier and bigger, think Patrick's had to shift more things off of himself, which is like you know just a natural growing pain. Patrick, how would
0: you
1: describe Jordan's management style? I think both of the quantum culture, like the co-founder, have some kind of culture. It's like uh, we we like the people are uh, we uh, self motivated. Yeah, we we like the people like motivated motivate them uh, themselves. Yeah. So we kind of have a very soft management. We do not have very hard rules on everyone. We just set up the goal and and tell tell you the timeline. Okay, here's the timeline. We need to finish this. Yeah, no matter what kind of method you take, we need to finish that, finish this, uh, on time. So we kind of like a, uh like a, more like a, the target like a oriented management. Yeah, we we but. Uh, yeah. Since like we have a, pretty like a team member working in different areas in China, in the U.S., uh, even in uh, Sweden, in Morocco. So it's very hard for us to manage everyone. So it's more like everyone motivated themselves. Yeah.
4: yeah, that's the only way you can really work in a decentralized environment. You just have a lot of individuals that uh, believe in what they're doing and wake up in the day wanting to do it. If you yeah. don't have that, uh, I mean, it's just a huge problem. So what's the hardest yeah. part about getting through the first year? There are so many companies that fail. I think this debt is something like 70% of startups fail in their first year. What was the most difficult part that you guys had to get through?
2: I mean, there's kind of two parts to it. One was like, you know, the whole technical side, figuring out how to actually make all these pieces fit together and still make it a secure, usable network and everything. But also, there was, it was like 2016, the cryptocurrency space was like still pretty dead and you know we were planning to do a uh crowd sale and at that point crowd sales were extremely unpopular i mean there had been some but uh never one that like of the the amount of money that we were looking to raise uh i think patrick could probably talk more about the that part of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, the first year is pretty hard yeah uh, but uh, because first we need to raise some like a, like a more like a, some angel investment from the from the investor like I remember clearly like we we uh, we only raised like uh, uh, about eight, eight uh, 800 dollars uh, less than one million dollar yeah it's can only supported the team uh, like half a year so we need to do something uh, in half a year to show the investor like uh, we we are able to build something great yeah. And, uh, we, uh, and, uh, and uh, I think for every startup, you need to work, work uh, super hard for sure. So kind of every day we wake up at 5 a.m., we start the, the work. Every day, 5 a.m., we work more, more like 18 hours per day, or like even, except sleep, you're working. Yeah, 18 hours per day. <laughs> yeah. So just to finish everything in six months, and then we have some real demo. Uh, before the card sale, we can tell people, okay, uh, the prototype is ready, uh, the idea the, the idea can work, yeah. So if you invest, if you, like, you participate in the card sale, uh, we, we gu- kind of guarantee like we will release something or like it, it's not a, only a promise, yeah. So kind of, a, that's uh, for every startup, you need to worry about two things. First is the funding, uh, to get the money for like uh, six months and then for the 18 months, for one and a half a year. I think that's a pretty short term and, uh, and the middle term target. And then, like, uh, how can you deliver the, the products? Yeah.
0: What would you say is the most critical initiative that you guys are working on today with Quantum?
1: Maybe Ars can give something. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, he's working on something very exciting. I mean,
2: we, we kind of have a few different directions, but um, probably one of the most important is basically kind of trying to um, correct a lot of the problems in the space as well as adding some new features, like basically trying, I I feel like right now with smart contracts and everything, we're kind of at like, you know, internet 1.0 where we're we're stuck with dial up, where, you know, like websites look terrible or hard to use. And most of the time it's just a phone number for actually doing work. And, um, you know, we're trying to kind of um, take that to the next level. I mean, I not want to bore you with all the uh, technical details and everything, but basically we're building a new, like, basically a 2.0 or 3.0 maybe of our, like, smart contract platform where people will write smart contracts in a completely different way that is, you know, kind of refreshing compared to how it currently is in using new programming language and, you know, the, have all these, like new features and things um that basically will make it harder to write insecure code so hopefully like you know hacks and everything like that will be much less common on our platform and also we have you know some mitigations for how to actually plan for being hacked and things like that and being able to react to that technically whereas like on ethereum and other platforms right now it's, fairly difficult to really plan for that and yeah and also we're uh looking at you know the the famous like blockchain size problem how it always is growing and looking at a way to basically limit that growth and then um also scaling with like side chain kind of things uh and um and then privacy uh we're working with a uh, with some people that um are we're basically researching on how to integrate some privacy technology into the smart contract platform so that you can actually write like, you know, a smart contract token or whatever, where all the transactions within it are actually private. You can't see who, where it's sent and whatnot. Yeah, quite a few different directions.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. Uh, disaster recovery it's pretty much non-existent in blockchain right now. And that's going to be a huge step forward, especially for corporate and institutional adoption of smart contracts, government platforms, and anything to do with autonomous vehicles. You need to know that you know your autonomous cars and smart contract is not going to get hacked and it drives to the new owner's house and abandons you. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's going to be so many things like that that need to take place still. So that's really cool. And it takes a lot of you know hardship and trial and error to overcome these things to get to that level. How do you guys individually uh, inspire your team? Is it uh, like what I guess what your what is your leadership strategy? Is it do you lead by example or do you guys give you tremendous speeches or what's your your strategy to keep your team motivated and working those eighteen hour days?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, at the early time it's kind of uh, everyone. Like, uh, I mean, the the main team member of Quantum, like uh, we we believe like what we are building. I think that's the most important thing, like uh, uh, all the team member, no matter like uh, how you run your startup, the the team member should believe like uh, you are doing something meaningful. Yeah, you are doing something, gonna change the the whole crypto space or like uh, no matter how how big the step, but it's it's a small step to change something. Yeah, I think at the beginning, like uh, people believe in this and uh, they have self-motivation and also, like uh, the uh, we encourage like uh, the developer, they re- they can write articles to share the idea uh, with the with the rest of the community. Kind of uh, you get a feedback from the from the community, so you know uh, if you are working on something. Ah, uh, people are uh, interested, or like uh, people can give you a lot of feedback. Yeah, so we 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 ask all the developers; they can have some uh, inter- interaction with the with the real community of people, real developer to get the to get the feedback.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, so I'm just uh, just to confirm, I'm hearing a couple things. So so part of your leadership strategy is in the initial selection of people that kind of exhibit this quality of a believer, somebody who you could tell is enthusiastic. Yeah uh you know, self-motivated. So so that's a big part of leadership is is choosing the right people, I guess. And the other one that you were talking yeah, yeah. about that I thought was really cool was how you encourage people to get involved with the community. And you say, you know, you're you're Patrick, you're a leader and Jordan, you're a leader, but you need to make your team leaders. So encouraging them to go out and be good representatives and blog and everything. That's uh those are two really good uh points that we should uh, take away from this. hmm
2: And um Kind of for me, I mean the early days were kind of different from today because you know, like the early days, um, it was basically like this has to be built or we might have to close shop. <laughs> like so, everyone was very uh, new. Like the implicit motivation basically behind all that, you know. Today it's uh, you know we're not working eighteen hour day still. Basically, my my personal management leadership style. If to convince everyone that they should be excited about building this new thing. And really like my ideal person is someone who I can come to and say, Hey, I have this awesome new proposal. I'm super excited about it. Can you look at building it? And they come back to me and say, this design is stupid. It won't work. Like that's like, you know, I, I want someone who's not afraid to, um, basically think outside the box, including, you know, the box that I'm building basically. And my kind of style of managing people is um, convince them the direction to go. And I give, you know, the um, like some steps and things for how to do it, but I'm not sitting there like holding your hand, watching you write code, making sure that you're doing it in my style and everything. Like some of the uh, best code we've had was like, where I wrote code that was kind of bad, but it was written, and then like they rewrote it basically to make it less terrible. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like the main important thing for me is like off of selection, like with Patrick, have to get someone that actually believes in the project, believe that you know it's more than di- more than just a, a day job. They want to like actually you know have some motivation for like being a part of something that changes the world, you know.
4: Would you guys say it's maybe then better to not have someone fill an empty role if they're just not the right person? It's better just to work the extra hours yourself than bring on someone that might not uh, fit into the culture.
2: It it can be. I mean, it, it kind of depends on the exact roles and needs and everything. I mean, if it's something like like rush, then kind of you have to settle with what you get. But um, in general, I think that um, you know, like having the right people. Maintains that culture, and putting the wrong person in the wrong role, wrong role, can potentially harm that culture, and you know, have effects across the entire team rather than just you know bad performance in that one role.
0: Is there any notable times that you guys hired someone who was the wrong person, and then you had to like let them go or address that situation?
1: I think like uh, until right now, kind of no one left the quantum team yeah we hired we hired the people uh i think only one guy left the team because uh not, not because of the work performance because uh like uh his his girlfriend yeah so, <laughs> so it's kind of so it's kind of like uh, all the other people we hired until right now uh like uh, no one no one left the team i think that's kind of a uh, we, we selected the right person, the right people to join us.
0: Yeah, That's also an amazing testament to, to you guys as leaders that, you know, you, you have nobody wants. There's no turnover rate because nobody wants to leave. Yeah, nobody the, wants the to only,
1: leave. Yeah.
2: The only exception was uh, we were using a um, like a contracting company that we like had to terminate the agreement with basically because like the quality of their work wasn't really up to par. But uh, I mean, in general, though we've been very careful about selecting people.
1: Yeah, all the full-time, like a uh, uh, full-time employee or full-time developer, like uh, uh, we only choose the best guy, the best of the best. Yeah, kind of the best of the best. Yeah, in China, we have a pretty like a uh, uh, very good uh, development team. They both uh, most of them graduated from the the best university. Yeah, kind of MIT or uh, not not from MIT, kind of from. Uh, Ah, uh, Peking University, or uh, like the, the 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 China Academy of Science, it's similar like MIT or Harvard in U.S. Yeah, so it's uh, the best university. We hire the best people.
4: That's really good. And just to touch on what uh, Jordan was saying a second ago about contracting companies, I know uh, the gig economy is very much uh, a strong growing trend here in the United States, where people aren't employees and they really have to go from contract to contract and gig to gig to survive. But what that does is that completely eliminates any passion you have for the work you're doing. There's no security you're offered. There's no camaraderie. You report to different people every week. And I think the work quality really does suffer. So it's not even so much yeah. a consequence. Of- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts Of a contracting company having bad people, but the actual nature of using a contracting company itself is not set up for success for anyone involved. And I'm hoping that there's more awareness being put to that and uh, businesses stop trying to squeeze every last little dollar of uh, getting to get out of overtime and healthcare benefits and stuff and actually treat people like they matter and the people will treat the company and their work like it matters too.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a real difference between like, you know, people that are doing like, you know, a contract where they're just doing some small project for the company and one where they're like, personally invested in seeing the company succeed. And uh, that's why I think we've like, been mostly focused on only like, doing like full time and part time employees directly rather than, you know, having contract companies and such.
0: Hey, Patrick, could 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 you talk about a time that you guys experienced a drawback or you know let's call it a failure and how you and Jordan came together uh, to overcome that?
1: Yeah, I think like uh, we we got some uh, failure like uh, experience with the when the crypto bubble like uh, kind of uh, broke like uh, in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, as like as all the guys uh, as all you know, like kind of. Uh, uh, the, the, the price crashed a lot and then people, uh, the community kind of uh become like impatient, like uh, people will question you, uh, are you building something really meaningful or like a kind of, that's kind of a better experience. So because the crypto space is kind of a, uh, more like a technology plus the, the, the financial part together. Yeah, it's two areas like a, uh, together. So most of the developer were like most of the crypto team. Kind of, we grew up from the community. We know the tech knowledge, but we are not the experts in uh, on trading. We are not the experts on the financial, uh, like like on, on finance. Yeah. So sometimes that that kind of bring some problems. Uh, for for me and on, on Earth, I think both of us kind of feel like it's it's hard to face that to face that that part sometimes. Yeah. But we try to, uh, we try to look back to the like the Nasdaq bubble in uh, the the like in in two uh, thousands like back to two thousand year two thousand, like uh, uh, the, the first like uh, internet bubbles. Yeah, I think uh, the, the great company can survive from the from the big bubble, and then we got we, we encourage like each other kind of okay. We, we need to focus on the real tech, focus on something uh, meaningful. Even it's hard time uh, we need to do something we think is right uh, we need to do something uh, we think in long term have value not only uh, for short short term vol- value you, you pump the price I think it's it never works yeah it works in, in, in few days or few months but it's not working in few years yeah so we only focus on the long-term value and I think that give us like more uh, more, more insistence on uh, to believe like what we are building. Uh, So you
0: guys overcome short-term challenges with a long-term perspective. I think that that's a really good note to take away from this. Um, Jordan, did the price rise uh, in 2017 really surprise you? Was that something that you were like, oh, you you know, Uh, yeah. What was your reaction during that whole time?
2: Yeah, I remember being pretty surprised. Like we were expecting like a much, you know, we were expecting it to do at least kind of okay, maybe rise a little bit. We were not expecting the uh, response that it had immediately, like following the crowd sale, whenever the um like the 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 trading markets opened for like, you know, before the actual product was launched. Um that was like a pretty like incredible time just because like I don't think anyone on the team like exactly expected it to go exactly like to the level that it did. It was uh pretty insane.
0: Hey, Crypt Nation, real quick interruption from our wonderful sponsors over at eToro. If you guys haven't had a chance to check them out yet, I mean, we talk about them every day. Um, You guys should really go check them out. Just go to Crypto101podcast.com slash eToro. And Pete, why don't you tell them about
4: them? What is eToro? It's one of the easiest ways to buy and sell crypto with confidence, first of all. Uh, They've been around since 2007. Uh, All the assets they have on there have been looked at really, really well. It's legal in over 140 countries and trusted by over 10 million users. So if you're not one of them, why?
0: Yeah, seriously, you got to be asking yourself that question. And, you know, they've been around since 2007. Uh, They started trading crypto assets in 2013. So these cats are the real freaking deal. And my favorite aspect about it is that it's so beginner friendly and it's so expert friendly, but they give you this $100,000 virtual trading simulator so you can practice, you know, executing trades and, you know, technical analysis and all that kind of stuff before you actually put your money where your mouth
4: is. So that's my favorite aspect of the whole thing. My favorite aspect is how easy it is to sign up. I didn't have to wait days for KYC to be approved or anything like that. Literally within two minutes, I was able to use my account. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyhow, guys, as you know, not all
0: platforms are created equal. So go ahead, check it out for yourself, and then uh, hit us with a DM and let us know what
4: you guys think. All right, back to the show. I want to paint a picture for the audience that may not have been in the space at that time. But basically what happened is, you know, you're having business going along and it's going well. And then all of a sudden, literally in a matter of a month, you have 10 times the amount of money that you had the prior month and you're just experiencing euphoria, your community is beside itself, everyone is just beyond the happiest of happy they've ever been. But not even a quarter later, that all starts to evaporate and disappear. And from a founder's point of view, you're looking at your coffers saying, okay, I have this much value that I can use to build my company. But the crypto community, they're not economists, you know, they're very much emotion driven, while it would make the most sense to sell off crypto into stable coins or something at that time to give your company, you know, the most resources available, selling your own tokens, I mean, is just a sign of giving up from the perspective of your community. A founder absolutely can never sell their tokens without, without some kind of enormous backlash. So the situation every founder in crypto was facing at that time is I suddenly have hundreds of billions of dollars that are evaporating a million or multi millions of dollars a day. What do I do? Do I risk a mutiny and scaring off all my contributors and supporters that got me here? Do I, you know, try and quietly do this? Do I have to be completely transparent? Do I tell them, look, you know, this is just a macroeconomic thing. We're going into another bear market. I'm not leaving. But does that still then start like another panic sell and you guys drop another 120 percent a day? It was just all this really crazy high pressure stuff that was going on, and every founder had to really make a decision for themselves. I know Charlie Lee at uh, Litecoin tapped out and sold at the top, and the backlash he got from that was enormous. And I think that also played into a lot of other founders' minds as well, saying, Well, maybe I don't want to do that. You know, I know the market's going to recover again. You know, I'll just hold on for now. So I won't put you guys on the hot seat and ask what you guys did. But uh, it was something that's very difficult, a very difficult decision in a very difficult time. But by taking that long-term approach and not even worrying about the market conditions, I think you guys have really continued to set yourself up for success, and we can certainly see that uh, recognized in uh, your market share right now.
2: I kind of believe that, like, you do good things and the market will follow. If you try to lead the market, it's not gonna go well, basically.
0: Yeah, I like I, I like that viewpoint. You know so what's the developer community look like that surrounds quantum um it's an open source project and i know you guys have you know tens of thousands of nodes kind of geographically distributed but you know what's that developer community mm-hmm. look like and also both of you uh what is your favorite app that you've seen built on quantum
1: mhm yeah i think it's like uh, uh the quantum developer community it's kind of uh, because right now, uh, the main source code, uh, we have part of the source code still like uh, uh, we, uh, we merged like uh, the Bitcoin source code. Yeah. So kind of we need uh, some, uh, we we kind of absorbed like all the best attack f- still from the Bitcoin community right now. So a lot of Bitcoin developer, they, what do they contribute to Bitcoin? Uh, we got uh, all the advantage on the quantum platform and also from the, from the Ethereum, like a developer community, like uh, all the developers, uh, what kind of smart contract they wrote, like uh, for the uh, they rewrite for the Ethereum uh, platform, uh, can be like a uh, reused on the quantum platform too, yeah. But besides that, we still have the quantum developer like in China, I think also in other countries, like uh, they are working on some features uh, only can work on quantum. So that's kind of, we combined the the, the, the like uh, three parts of the of the developer community. Yeah. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and, and quantum. Yeah.
2: Just for a little bit more f- perspective, of course, the community is a little bit less active today than it was in like, you know, 2017, 2018, just because of, you know, the market conditions, it's less exciting, whatever. But there's still like a good quality number of uh, decentralized applications out there. And basically... I think everyone is kind of waiting for our next step of like this new version of the platform where we're kind of changing absolutely everything. And I think it's kind of hard to like, you know, it's would have been great if it would have been like released like already, but you know, it's not. And we're having to make sure that we're doing it right rather than just trying to rush something out of the door to get like, you know, hype yeah. or whatever. Is there going to be
0: a hard fork? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, there's actually a Hard Fork coming up, like, in a few days, uh, October 16th. Yes. And uh, that's, like, a minor thing. The uh, Hard Fork to basically enable this new platform is, like, kind of halfway planned for, like, quarter three or quarter four of next year in 2020. So it's still, like, a ways out. But we're hoping to have, like, a prototype out that people can actually start playing with and everything, like, fairly soon, like hopefully by the end of the year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, and for the uh, favorite application built on quantum, um, I think uh, VEVU is pretty cool. They're like a video streaming platform and they've like uh, done um, or not video streaming, but like a, well, kind of, but they uh, have like funded movies and like art films and things and have even had like red, you know, red carpet event. Pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I like a. The- yeah, I like one of the depth. Uh, even they are not popular today, but I think it's uh, uh it's kind of very interesting. It's like the, the space chain. Yeah, the space. Yeah, yeah the guy uh, who like really launched like a three satellite uh to that's the space. That's Z yeah. ZZeng, right? Kind of, and and Garzik. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, ZZ, yeah. yeah ZZ with uh, Jeff Garzik. Yeah, that's kind of something I think we want to see in crypto or like in the blockchain area because blockchain we. Because I f- I kind of feeling like the whole industry right now is struggling to f- to trying to find out a new direction. So I think we need uh, some uh, creative work. We need some like some wild idea. Sometimes for the for the startup, you need some wild mind or the wild idea. But uh, even you, ha- uh, I think that's something really change change like uh, the can can move forward the current situation. Otherwise, I think uh, a lot of the depths, a lot of the industry. Uh, application they cannot really move forward yeah we need uh, we need uh, some people be brave we need some people be be smart and uh, to create something never existed before i think that's a real uh, spirit of the of the blockchain world yeah it's, it's like the the general it's like the, the the first idea of bitcoin it's like the something uh, from zero to one i think we i wanted to see some application like a from zero to one, not not to make the current centralized application better, but to create some totally new, different, like blockchain applications. Yeah. So that's something I, I think I wanted to see in the whole crypto space.
4: Yeah. That's a great answer. And the good news is there are a few seeds out there. We'll just have to wait and see which ones sprout. But from your perspectives, what excites you most about the future of crypto? What little projects or developers are you looking at to see what they're building?
1: Yeah, uh, I think like uh, I wanted to see uh, something because uh, what, I, what I'm feeling is kind of right now is, is kind of uh, the um, since, since the beginning of Bitcoin. And then we have the Ethereum, we have the smart contract idea. And after that, after Bitcoin and a smart contract breakthrough, we didn't see any bre- real breakthrough since 2018 until right now. Yeah, we didn't see uh, some original design or some like original idea or some original creative work from the industry, except the Bitcoin idea as a digital gold and then smart contract to add more like flexibility, uh, to 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 kind of like manage the the manage the Bitcoin better or manage the coin better. Yeah. After that, we didn't see any creative work. Yeah. And then people, all the people is following uh, Ethereum, trying to build a better smart contract platform. But even for Ethereum today, the, people realize uh, the kind of decentralized application uh, is facing some very, uh, very, very big problem right now. Yeah. So uh, what we want to encourage on Quantum is kind of a, uh, we want people uh, use the blockchain features, but no, not really. One hundred percent decentralized. Sometimes you do not really De- decentralized can can cannot like naturally like uh, give you more value. But the blockchain features can give you value, like the the uh, totally new like account, account system and identity system and the, the blockchain as a clearing and settlement protocol. And uh, if you have a very good token design, that it can boost like your business from the very beginning. So, we wanted to build some new architecture for the next block next generation of blockchain application, not a decentralized application. I think there is a very big difference between dApps uh, uh, like the and, and the B apps and the blockchain application and the decentralized application. the two different concepts, yeah. so what what I really wanted to see is kind of what we wanted to see uh, some some someday. Ah, uh, like uh, we have a decentralized search engine, like a uh, decentralized Google, uh, or like a decentralized Facebook. and it can happen uh, not right now, but in few years, five years, three years, it can it can happen with some new like architecture being built right now, like the handshake. They are building some decentralized DNS and with decentralized storage and with decentralized like a uh, con- uh, like the the, the the content like generate like a platform then we, we will gather a more and more information in a decentralized world. Then we, we, we need some decentralized Google or like a decentralized uh search engine. I think it's kind of a, uh the real future uh to build a a decentralized blockchain world.
0: Yeah yeah I've never heard it uh I've never heard that dichotomy before between a D app and a B app. I think that's the first time we were introduced to that.
1: Yeah I think yeah I think we have that idea because I was thinking kind of that problem program for pretty two years at the very beginning of 2018 I realized pretty in long term uh, the dapps the will not work but the blockchain apps will work in long term yeah there's some really interesting
4: things that really could be a, a zero to one impact on the world that uh, are just in its infancy um as far as like peer to peer payment solutions i know flexa is doing some really interesting things As far as uh, IoT and oracles and smart contracts, XYO is really trying to create like a whole new layer of data across the internet. And there's uh, a a bunch of other like really small cap uh, coins that are, have some very unique ideas. Um, Some of them, you know, are are really struggling to get through this crypto winter and it's going to be interesting to see uh, who makes it out the other end. But uh, I think, you know, come 2020 or even 2021, we're going to look around and be like, oh, my God, where did this come from? But these people were working on it very quietly for three, four years. And the future of crypto and blockchain and decentralized networks is going to be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I believe that will happen. What do you, what yeah. do you
0: think is going to take to knock out 20K for Bitcoin? When do you think that's going to happen? And what's going to be the, the impetus to really push it above to new all-time highs?
1: i uh yeah, I think I kind of know the uh, know the Chinese market better, yeah because I, I live in Shanghai uh, most of the time. So I talked to a lot of miners and uh, the mining company, like uh, a or like uh, what's miner, or like uh, all the big mining company. I think they they this year they have a lot of orders like uh, from the, the mining interest, a lot of mining group uh, they, they they placed some big order on the mining uh, machine. So uh, a lot of people in China they still like uh, have some long long position uh, on Bitcoin right now. I think uh, I uh uh like the before the halving uh the halving on uh, May yeah next year two uh two thousand twenty. Uh, I think the Bitcoin price gonna reach the, the, the highest price the twenty thousand uh, pretty less than one year right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely also think the happening. <laughs> well uh. Because there's always like a lot of um, just unpredictable markets that happen around every happening that happens.
0: Yeah, what was it like in the last couple? Ha- I mean, you've been around for for the other happenings, is that correct? And what was was there like the media yes. attention was all around it, or what was the vibe?
1: I think the, the media attention and the people like uh, uh, made a lot uh, a lot of analysis like uh, because of the inflation rate will be reduced to half to. Uh, to uh, so that's kind of uh, the supply uh will be uh, will be limited, and so people have more interest on 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 all on all these things. Yeah, and also uh, what we can see right now it's kind of more and more uh like com- compliance the platform being uh, launched right now. Uh, like the BAKT KKT is the, the bucket. Yeah, so they they already been released. Even the volume is not not big, but I think it's a good sign. Of like uh, some institution investor, uh, they can join the they they can participate in the market right now. I think that's have some significant like uh, influence in long term. Yeah.
4: What's a uh, one person you guys admire in the crypto space who's outside of Quantum?
1: Maybe Ars can say something.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of already said it, but like, uh, I guess the original Satoshi, um, because like. Took all these ideas that, or rather, he took all these technologies and things that had already been invented, like they're just waiting to be combined into Bitcoin. Like all the technology for doing, for actually building Bitcoin basically existed like since at least 2000 and arguably since like 1990. But, you know, the, no one had ever thought to actually, you know, combine like cryptographic hashes and, um, and public key cryptography and then like build this structure that had never been heard of called a blockchain where things can't be censored. I, I think that that's like pretty incredible that somehow no one has to, had discovered it previously yet somehow Satoshi did. It's almost like, you know, the invention of the wheel. Like you know, there was like no reason why if you have rocks, you can't make a wheel, but I'm not sure how long the wheel took to be invented, but, you know, it's kind of that similar thing, but, but there's a few other uh, people I admire in the space. Um, Like, of course there's um, all the Ethereum people, which um, have, you know, kind of like built the whole smart contract concept into blockchains for the first time. Don't Agree with everything they did, but uh, either way, and um, there's a few people like um, uh, Vucky and uh, the founder of Cosmos who's um, kind of like a really interesting person and have some really like kind of out there ideas that end up working. But, yeah, uh, I could probably name more, but
0: <laughs> no, that's all. We actually just had uh, the guys from Cosmos on uh, the other week, uh, we had Jack Zamplin on. Oh. He- really smart team but uh yeah so before, so our last question that we'd like to ask you guys um you know if there's just one quick little word of wisdom from somebody who's been in the space for a long time who's been building a business you know what would you tell uh somebody whose first time it is getting into crypto
1: um so what have you wanted to tell to the newcomer yeah i think uh The reason why i joined the crypto is kind of i like the at the beginning i love i I like the culture i kind of like the culture of the cyberpunk yeah so it's kind of making me feeling okay the people they are working hardly they are working very hard and they are working silently but they are bringing some change and bringing some movement to the whole society yeah the they are the silent hero behind everything you can see yeah, so uh, kind of I, I want to vote for Satoshi, too, and I vote for the, the guy uh, who invented the Mimbo-Wimbo protocol. I think you hear the the coin, like the Green, uh, the founder of Green. He has similar, like, a personality with Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the real hero uh, behind uh, the whole crypto space. They never, uh, they never greedy on money, they never greedy on fame, but they they just want to create something like it uh, never existed before and uh, can be used, can be very useful uh, for the society. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, for sure, like uh, all the founders or like uh, all, the, all the people who, who started, uh, most of the people started the startup, they want to make money, they want uh, uh, to generate uh, revenue, they want to do something, yeah. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, mm, I mean, uh, if you do the right thing in long term, you will make the money for sure. So I think uh, first, no matter what you want to do, make sure you are doing something right. Yeah, you are doing something valuable. And when you when, and when you make that happen, and I think people will reward you what you want. Yeah. But the first to do the right thing. Do something valuable. Yeah. So even in a crypto space, crypto space is an unregulated space right now. It's kind of the wild west. But still I, I hope every people who want to join the crypto space uh do the things uh, you think is right, yeah, uh, even we have no regulation, no hard regulation right now uh, you can't do something bad, you can do something no one no one, no one will know, uh, but still uh, do the good thing, do the right thing, and do the thing valuable,
2: yeah kind of for my like uh word of wisdom for anyone getting into the space is don't really come here solely to make money, you can make money as a side effect basically, but in general, like the most powerful thing about Bitcoin and the whole cryptocurrency community is how it's kind of like the, you know, the the next direction. It's like the early Internet. It's like, you know, one of those things that I feel like we're right on the cusp of like something fundamental about the world being changed. But, you know, if you try to basically you only care about making money from that, you're going to probably end up being disappointed because there's a lot more to it. Exp- like, like Patrick said, it's basically almost like a movement, like, you know, the cypherpunk movement or everything. And, um, for anyone like, you know, wanting to basically build their own business and everything on it. Um, of course, you know, there's all kinds of planning and things that need to be done before any money gets spent, any code gets written. But, um, I think the most important thing is whenever you're like, you know, picking out, those early first hires and such is like, um, find someone who, you know, it's kind of like, um, kind of like building a house or something. You know, you, you want to find someone who can look at your blueprints and get excited and like, just know what they can help with and do rather than someone where you need to direct to each thing. Like, okay, you need nails here, here and here. You need, you know, some wood here, whatever, you know, having someone that, understands your vision and everything and can doesn't have to doesn't have to have you holding their hand through the whole process is like one of the big things for early hires and such that's amazing yes
0: it seems like a big theme of uh your guys's you guys as founders is just having people that are self starters and there's all there's honestly nothing more valuable uh than somebody who has initiative so so everybody listening here today tomorrow next week at work take some initiative you'll really impress your bosses <laughs> guys thank yeah. you so much thank you guys so much for uh for spending an hour with us this afternoon and uh we we just really enjoyed getting to know you guys and the founding origin
4: story of quantum Yeah, thank you
2: thanks yeah. so much for having us
4: our pleasure we'll bring you on uh, the podcast again very soon
2: yeah it was really fun
1: <laughs> yeah it's cool yeah thank you